Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living with IBD, an IBD podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss the challenges of living with inflammatory bowel disease and the place where we feature those IBD warriors who have learned valuable lessons along the way. I'm your host, Shonda, and I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in 2004. Before we get started, please remember that the information discussed on this podcast is not medical advice. Any questions regarding your health should be directed to your healthcare provider. Today's episode is focused on the idea of talking to other people about your IBD. These can be tricky conversations, whether it's with close family members or friends, or even people at work. How do we navigate these discussions? Joining me today are two lovely people who were diagnosed with IBD themselves. Sherry was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in 2002 and lives in Indiana. Sherry, welcome to the Living with IBD podcast. Thank you for having me, Shonda. And Anna was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2010 and lives in Georgia. Anna, welcome to the Living with IBD podcast. Thank you for having me, Shonda. I'm glad to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Before we get started, I would like to hear a little bit more about you ladies. So Sherry, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, um, your hobbies? Sure. Um, I am a licensed hairdresser and I am a grandmother of three boys and two girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have my husband, Larry, and we have a giant St. Bernard dog and we live in the country I am also a a fitness pro and work several different places there too. And I'm also a very avid gardener. So I love the summers. (laughs) Awesome. Anna, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, um, let's see. There's so much, but yet so little. Um, I am recently retired um, from a career of 20 years and I moved to um, the state of Georgia with my family, my husband and my soon to be 12 year old daughter. Um, I own my own cake business. I'm a cake designer. I'm a big foodie. I am into like a lot of different things, um, art related. Um, and so I'm always thinking, always imagining. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So ladies, I would like to start off with discussing, um, talking to your family about IBD. And Sherry, this question is for you. We'll start with you. Okay. The symptoms of IBD are often ones people don't typically like to talk about with others. Thinking back to when you first started having symptoms, did you discuss them with with any of your family members prior to seeing a doctor? At first, no, I did not because I seriously just thought it was maybe some stress that I was going through at that point. But then it got to the uh, point where it was uh, very bad for me. So I was really feeling bad, terrible in, in all respects. So I finally did go to my husband and talk to him. And he honestly was very upset with me that I didn't discuss it. But I truly wasn't sure what was going on. So I wanted to kind of pinpoint some things before I really talk to him. Because, you know, like you said, it is personal. It's a little bit embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, even with my own husband, I thought, well, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe I'm just, you know, thinking things. But mm, I, okay. I, I wasn't. I can understand you wanted to be sure before you shared. Yes. Um, Anna, how, how, how about you? So um, typically, um, you know, having like symptoms of IBD before I actually knew what IBD 
was was a conversation that went something along the lines of, well, you need to clean yourself out. What did you eat? Things of that nature. And so um, you kind of try to steer clear of that because at some point you realize it's just a little bit more than that. And mm-hmm. so when I was going through my initial diagnosis of UC, excuse me, ulcerative colitis, um, I didn't really have um, discussions with anyone because I just didn't know what's actually going on. And so I kind of kept that to myself. I can, I, I can definitely relate to both of you ladies. I didn't share either in the beginning. No. And to be transparent, I didn't share for a whole decade. So, Oh, I, goodness. I, Yes. I didn't know what was going on either. And, you know, um, like you said, Sherry, it's those symptoms are embarrassing. And before we start talking about it, you know, we want to be sure, you know, of what we were dealing with. So um, and to be honest, I was scared as well. So scared and embarrassed. I I understand where both of you ladies are coming from. I get it. Um, So, uh, Sherry, once you were diagnosed with IBD, how and when did you share this with your family? How did how much detail did you go into? Well, my husband actually went with me for my uh, first initial colonoscopy, so he got the news before I did, mm-hmm. and I seriously just uh, thought it would just I would take a pill, you know, and I would be fine. I had read about it, but mm-hmm. like most people, I had no clue what inflammatory bowel disease was. I had a friend who had Crohn's, a cousin who had Crohn's, but I had never heard of ulcerative colitis. So okay. I I really had to just sit my children down who were older than, by then and um, let them know really what was going on with me, but that I was going to be okay, you know, not to, to, to be alarmed that I would be mm-hmm. okay, that there would be times I'd be sicker and maybe times when I wouldn't have any symptoms at all. So they got, you know, they understood. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Anna, how about you when you were first diagnosed? Well, when you did receive your diagnosis, how and when did you share with your your family and how much detail did you go into? So in complete transparency, I like it wasn't up until maybe last year that I actually started being a little bit more vocal about um, symptoms and what was going on. Um, because I don't necessarily feel that, um, not intentionally, because I, I believe my family is extremely supportive, but I just don't, I don't believe that they understand the severity of what it's like to have Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. And so it has taken me some time to be a little bit more open about it. Um, my mother, has known that I have Crohn's, but I think even in her understanding, like last year, I had to, you know, I had to go to the hospital. And I think that was her first experience being living close to me and me actually having to go to the hospital and she could see that I was actually visibly in pain. And so um, I'm, I wouldn't say newly married, but recently married. And so I think my husband still has to even like wrap his mind around like what it actually means to have this disease. Um, my father, um, I don't even think he understood or knew what I had until April of last year um, when I actually started to discuss um, that I had been having a you know a very rough time. And so for me, 
it's been a very, very like almost snail crawl of sharing information because I think that, you know, and and unintentionally, again, I think that oftentimes our families, our family members and um, people in our lives are programmed in a certain mindset. And Mm -hmm. so it's very difficult for them to wrap their minds around the severity of it, because traditionally, when people hear the words of like, maybe like diabetes or cancer or something like that, they immediately understand the severity. Absolutely. But because IBD or Crohn's and like you both have said, like people, we didn't know what ulcerative colitis was or Crohn's mm-hmm. and didn't know that it was chronic and lifelong. So imagine like us as the patients, not knowing that and not understanding it. And then we're trying mm-hmm. to help our family members who aren't living with it understand. And so for me, it's it's like I'm I'm sharing, but I'm still very guarded in what I share and how I share. How did you get yourself to a place where you were more comfortable talking about your disease? I think for me, um, actually realizing that there were so many more people out in the world with IBD, particularly Crohn's, it helped me to come out of that feeling of isolation, but also that weight of being silent and and keeping everything hidden because you get like very tired, very frustrated, and you know you're carrying this burden alone. And so, at one point, when I started meeting other people um, that had IBD, particularly Crohn's, I started like coming out of that shell a little bit. But I mm-hmm. also kind of started having that mentality of like. Whether you like it or not, you're going to like, this is what you're going to get. And so that helped me to like be a little bit more vocal about it because I have to hear about everybody else's stuff. And so now you have to hear about mine. And I think that's fair. That That's fair. And I, I can understand that. First off, I applaud you for finding your voice and finding your voice and using your voice to help other IBD warriors. That's important. Um, but I think we can all agree because we all share something in common. We didn't share right away. No. I've heard you mention that, Sherry, Anna. Yes, you've absolutely. That. And me too. We didn't share right away. And I think that's because we are trying to wrap our brains around what's going on with our bodies, what's happening Correct. to us. And we are trying to gain an understanding first before we we can share with um, our family and our loved ones. We we don't know how to explain it in the beginning. So I, I think that's common among people who suffer from Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. There's some confusion in the beginning. We're not educated on the disease. So we don't know what we're dealing with. And it's kind of hard to share when we don't know what we're dealing with. So Well, and it, and it comes mm-hmm. and goes. You know, yes. It, com- yes. it can come and go. And, and so uh, all my life, even as a child, and then it yes. would go away. Then it would come back. But it wasn't yes. severe. You see, it wasn't severe enough to make me very ill. So I, d- I did not know. I get it. I was the same way. So with that being said, um, I have a few questions about talking to your friends and your, 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 in your community. Uh, Sherry, for you, how has IBD disrupted your social life over the years? Well, I would say that there are some things that Maybe I have to take it just a little bit slower on. And, you know, if, say, we were going to the movies or going out to dinner or, you know, anything that would take time, I would just really basically say to them, hey, you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to go, but I'm not feeling the greatest right now. So if we can go someplace where I know I can get to the bathroom easier, mm-hmm. um, 
typically things like that is 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 what I would tell them, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. You're being mindful of your comfort level. Right. I get, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Anna, how about you? How has IBD disrupted your social life over the years? Um, You know, it's definitely had an impact on, you know, if I'm tired or if I'm, you know, um, not feeling well. So there's been times where I have had to cancel um, just because I wasn't feeling well. Um, A lot of times, you know, it would just be a, a matter of like, hey, I've probably like worked all day. And, you know, most times we can probably just push through. But, you know, with our fatigue, it's a lot of times difficult to just push through that. And so, you know, sometimes is what I would end up doing, which is like canceling because I was tired. Yeah, understandable. We have to listen to our bodies uh, with this disease, whether we're flaring or not, we have to listen to our bodies. So I get it. Yes. So Sherry, our social lives often revolve around food and meals. How has IBD impacted your ability to socialize while eating? And have you ever felt left out of something? No, I, I seriously have not. Uh, I do have friends that will say, is there anything here you can eat? Or should I fix you something special? And I always tell them, no, it's, it's, I know what I can have. I know what goes for me. I know what'll work for me because what works for me might not work for the next person, Mm -hmm. but I will find food. Trust me. I will always find food. I can sniff out the good stuff. I love that they did inquire and wanted to yes, know, though, if there was something they, they do. Could do. That's great. And you know what? For me, too, when I get asked that question, I always find something. Just me like too. yourself. I know what I can have. I know what I can't have. So I right. always seem to find something, even if it's a side dish. I'm okay with it. And and so. what I do a lot of times, if I'm going out to lunch with friends or my, my family, my sister, whoever, I pull up the menu of wherever we're going and I look at the menu first so that I'm not sitting yes. there thinking, what am I going to eat? Am I just going to have mm-hmm. this piece of bread? Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's not worth the hassle. So I, I always find something. There's always something, like you said, even if it's a side dish, I am yeah. fine. Trust me, I will be fine. And that's what I tell them. I am the same way. Anna, how about you? So I'm a huge foodie. Like I spend quite a bit of time looking at food and restaurants. Um, (laughs) I'm ashamed to say I'm obsessed (laughs) with it, but I don't, because like most people don't recognize that, you know, like eating might impact me um, in terms of having Crohn's, it's, it really doesn't come up. My husband is actually probably when we first started dating, um, I think he like, kind of caught on to like the particular um, way I am about like restaurants and things. And I've thankfully most of the time it's, it's been me that picks like restaurants um, and stuff like that. And, and I'm grateful that like in the social aspect of like with friends, especially with family, like they are like cool with me picking places. And so it always makes me feel comfortable. um, But I have to, you know, remind myself, like, just this is what we're going to do. Like, a lot of times I'll plan my meal out before I get there. So I know Mm -hmm. that, hey, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this appetizer. I'm going to get this entree. Exactly. And 
are we going to risk it all tonight and get this yeah. dessert or are we yeah. going to play it safe? Right. I, I think it depends on, you know, how you're flaring, how your body's feeling. Exactly. If you're in the mood right. to risk it all or yeah. if you're just like, you know what, not today. I don't feel yeah. like running to the yeah. bathroom after this. So Absolutely. I can totally relate to that. I think there's a consensus with inflammatory bowel disease, those that suffer from it. We, when it's time to go out to eat, we're looking at the menu in advance. We're yes. picking out our food in advance and we're like the first to order when we get there because we already know what we want. We already know <laughs> we, what our body's already looking at. Very true. Yeah, very we don't need because we already right. know. So yes. I think we're all on the same page with that. Love so it. this next topic I love talking about, and it comes up a lot in the in, in our community, those who suffer with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. I want to move into discussing um, inflammatory bowel disease conversations in the workplace. So Sherry, how... How upfront have you been with your employer about your IBD? Well, it's easy for me because I'm self-employed, so I don't awesome. have to worry That's about that. Right, awesome. but right, exactly. But I have uh, employees because I at, at the time when I was diagnosed, I ran my own business, so they all knew because. I mean, mm-hmm. I was in the bathroom more than I was in the shop, right? So yeah. that was part of the problem. But every every employer that I, I I've, I've been self, I'm still self employed, but every one of them knows, and I've I've okay. been very upfront with them, and I've told them right off the bat, this is what I have, and I'm telling you, there are days that I may not feel 100, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to give you 110 percent. Awesome. Just I mean, so I think you that's know, the best you can do is put your best absolutely, foot and, and if I, your and, body says yep. no, it's no. And I've told him, I said, there's times when I have, I do have to go to the hospital for, for testing. And if that happens, I cannot be here. So that's just, I, I'm, I've been very honest. I, I don't hide it. I just Sounds really like don't. honesty is the key. Yes. For me, key. it has been. Yes. That's good. Anna, how about you? How, how upfront have you been with your employer about your IBD? So about two to three years prior to the pandemic is when I actually started to become a little bit more vocal about having um, Crohn's. Not entirely in detail, but I had to advocate for myself. That's how it came up because, um, you know, like I I suffered with like very, very bad fatigue at one point, Mm -hmm. like just it was horrible. Like I, I could, I wasn't sleeping, but then I couldn't get up. And so, you know, it would often make me um, late for work. Um, and I was, you know, obviously facing some challenges with that in the workplace. Um, and due to the nature of my then job, um, cause I'm now retired, um, it, it, it caused some friction between um, one of my supervisors and myself. And what I actually ended up learning about, um, was that, you know, as a as a patient, I have rights in the workplace. Um, and it caused me to really like dig deep into what my rights were in my particular workplace and what I could and could not um, have in terms of grace. And so I didn't, because of, um, you know, like HIPAA laws and things of that nature, I didn't have to necessarily go into details, but I, I was allowed to you know, like be a patient with, um, with some dignity and respect. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I didn't have to like disclose everything. Um, but I, I did at one point have to say, listen, this is my condition. It's chronic. Um, my doctor outlined, um, what along, what went along with it. 
Um, and it helped me to advocate for myself so that I didn't have to like suffer with that stress of, you know, hey, I'm, am I going to be written up because I'm being late or am I going to be penalized? This is going to go in my rating. And so I, that is when I became vocal about having um, Crohn's. And I'm, I'm glad it sounds like you had to take control of that situation and taking control of it worked out in your favor. And I, I, I am glad that you did that, that you are being vocal or since you're not there anymore, that you were being vocal in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. But you, you had to do what you had to do in that moment. Knowing what you know now, is there something that you um, what, what do you wish your coworkers or your previous coworkers would understand about IBD? Well, not necessarily from the perspective of understanding it for myself, but I think that due to the nature of the job that I I had, the career that I I was in, um, people should really advocate more in terms of their health. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, high stress, um, you know, and and I'm not saying this because it, it makes a difference for everyone. But in that particular career field, you know, you're you're very stressed out. You're, mm-hmm. you know, maybe on a really weird sleep pattern because I did work at night for like about 10 years or so. Um, then you're not eating right. You know, like, yeah, you're so everything is kind of it's so many factors. And then you like myself or like, hey, I'm having these issues, but I'm just going to like ignore it. And mm-hmm. um, not just with, you know, necessarily IBD, but with anything, I think that people in that particular career field should pay a little bit more attention to what's going on with their bodies. Um, and then, you know, a, a few times when I would say, hey, I have Crohn's, um, people would like literally look at me and say, Really? You look fine. And because they didn't they didn't know what it was. And <laughs> I just so love that. Um, yeah. so it confident. was, you know, I had the I, I worked in a career where I wore a uniform. And so, you know, I always had my fat girl uniform is what I called it, because there was times <laughs> where I was like very, very bloated and yes. I was getting heavier. And I would say, OK, this is this is heavy on a uniform. Um, and then, you know, when I was able to slim back down, I'd have another one. And so people saw that, but then they they never like could tell like what was going on. And, but then like, there were some young ladies that I shared that with. And I, one of them said, I think that's what I have. And I said, you should go to the doctor. Yes, like you should right. be getting checked out. Like <laughs> what you sound like is like, it's getting worse. And so for me, what I, I just wish that IBD was more of a conversation um, because again, everyone's talking about I don't even know how many they are, but, you know, everyone's talking always about the big C or Mm -hmm. the big D or, you know, like all of the other ones. But we're not talking about this. And I'm I'm sure there are a lot more people, especially in high stress jobs that are like on the verge or probably suffering from it and don't know it. Absolutely. And you know what, Anna, I am so glad you are retired and out of that uh, high stress environment. That's Those are challenges you do not have to even encounter anymore. So I'm happy about that. Um, so um, one last question for both of you ladies and Sherry, I'll start with you. What advice would you give to someone with IBD who is starting a new job and is nervous about bringing up their condition? Um, I, I would... Being that it's me, I would go in and I would I would be honest with them. I would tell them this is what I, this is my diagnosis. I'm going to have good days and I'm going to have bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want you to respect me 
for who and what I am and not my disease, because I am not going to be defined by that. So I I would basically tell them that I I would be very honest. I, I, it's just for me, that's the way to go. And I would just say, this is the way it has to be. I, I, you know, I do have this disease. I I look healthy, but you know, I, I, it's chronic. It is. It is. And I love the way you put that. You will not be defined by your disease. I I love it. Absolutely not. Anna, what about you? What advice would you give to someone with IBD who is starting a new job and is nervous about bringing up their condition? So I would actually advise them to take a moment to research what their company's policies are, um, learn what their benefits packages are so that, you know, they're armed with that knowledge to know, like, this is what, you know, I have in place for myself. Um, So that way, you know, if there is an issue, you know, concerning your health, you know, you know what to say and, you know, how to advocate for yourself. Um, It's just best to arm yourself with as much knowledge about, you know, your your job, um, you know, what the expectations are of you. And, you know, if something does come up, you at least know, like, these are the avenues that I have um, in the event that, you know, for whatever reason, hey, this is a month where I'm having a flare. Can can I be off work? Or if, you know, you need something, you know what your employer offers. And so it's just really good to arm yourself with that knowledge about your employer and, and the do's and don'ts and, you know, so that you know. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that is so, so, so important. And you know what? Even though we have this disease, you know, I would want my employer um, to understand that I want to come to work. No, who wants Absolutely. to be sick? You know, right. we don't want to be sick. No. We want to be well enough so we can show up. You know, but we have to show up for ourselves first. So, I mean, I appreciate you ladies. I, I, I appreciate your vulnerability today and your transparency and using your voice to share your story to to help others on this journey. I want to I want to thank both of you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, you are very welcome. It was a great conversation. Absolutely. It was. And it was a much needed conversation, too. I I must say that. And um, I I just want you ladies to just keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. Keep doing what you're doing because you guys are absolutely amazing. You inspired me today. And to everyone listening, I hope you'll join us for the next episode of Living with IBD and IBD podcast. We'll talk soon.